0: and I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. Well welcome back to the New Moms Nutrition podcast and today we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, we actually have our first male guest on the podcast today, a good friend of mine, uh, accredited practicing dietitian, Joel Ferrin, to talk all about men's mental health, really, is what we're chatting about today. So welcome, Joel.
1: Thank you so much, Lana. It's a real pleasure to be here.
0: No, it's um, such a delight to have you and tell us a little bit about who you are and who's in your family.
1: I'm a a dietitian. I've been practising for nine years now. I've got a background in biomedical science. I I guess I wear a number of different hats, uh, different dietetic hats, from consulting to brand work to media. I'm a media spokesperson for Dietitians Australia. Also an aged care dietitian Mm -hmm. and... uh, I guess corporate speaker or presenter so and recipe developer I shouldn't forget that
0: yes I've seen um, your face on the back of my Wheat bix box before
1: <laughs> hope I didn't put you off your breakfast
0: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a real thrill mm. and the other part to your question were who's in my family my wife Joe, and my beautiful daughter Ruby
0: mm. oh, and so how old is Ruby now
1: Ruby's almost two and a half. She'll be two and a half at the end of March. So wow. yeah, it's wow. uh, it's been crazy. We we're just saying yesterday. Next year she'll be four. So that's just yeah,
0: yeah. We'll that's to get our bizarre. heads around. That's right. And so, look, this is a question we ask every person, every guest who comes onto the podcast: is what if you had a song to summarise your birth story, what would it be?
1: I was trying to think. I knew this question was coming up, and I've kind of got two obscure answers for you and i'm happy to to give you a bit of a, an explanation as to why i chose them <laughs> but first one is uh full of surprises from thomas the tank engine <laughs> um just because ruby's birth and and the journey that we we had was full of surprises mm. um you know ended up in the wonderful combination of a, a happy healthy young girl mm. but uh it was certainly um a process to yeah. get there and, and i guess the second one um, more so because of the sheer length of the song and the way it's divided up, but the song Eve, <laughs> "Evie" by Stevie Wright. Oh, that's you know. such
0: a that's such a good song.
1: It's a great song, and and it, once again, it's a little bit of an obscure choice, mm. but simply because it's it's an epic, eleven minute song, and it's divided into three parts. And I yeah. guess we had a, a number of different chapters to the. Um, the birth journey, if you like. Um,
0: like each section is quite distinctive and different.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I guess I chose that one because we actually struggled, had some infertility issues mm. there. Um, Ruby was born September 19 and I guess we started trying for a family sometime in 2018 and
2: mm. um,
1: my wife unfortunately had to go through a number of treatments and, and whatever else and um, I've never shared this because... It's not something I typically share, but I'm, I'm yeah. more than happy to share with you, Lana. But oh, Ruby is uh, an IVF baby. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So yeah, I guess the modern, um, the modern age we live in, it, mm-hmm. it allows for you know technology to be able to, I guess, uh, create a uh, a child in a different fashion.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that with us, and, and it's so different for everybody. And actually, at the end of the day you can not you end up with this baby that you're just so thankful for and it can happen in a mil, in a million different ways
1: absolutely it was something that i said to my wife along the way when we were sort of in the thick of it you know at the end of the day we, we'll end up with the perfect child mm. i'm not saying my my child's better than your child look, but you know the perfect <laughs> child for us
0: look um, every every parent thinks that their child is is the best
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i uh, I mean, my chance pretty good, but yeah. uh, it's not a competition, Lana. No, but I think you know we're still, I guess, power of hindsight. You know, grateful that you know we were still able to successfully mm. create a, a human being, and and it's, yeah, and as I shared to you before, we hit the record button. My wife's also now expecting number two, and mm-hmm. um, number two happened in, I guess, the old-fashioned way, and and we, you know, very lucky that we didn't have to go through the process of of IVF again because it was really taxing and tolling on everyone.
0: Today we're really talking about men's mental health and nutrition really thinking about the postpartum space so you know when baby's born
1: you know I guess living and breathing nutrition I'm always mindful of my food choices Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I've got an all foods fit approach yeah I'm pretty sure we sing from the same hymn book uh, when it comes to nutrition and our our food practice, but that's right. Uh, you know, very much a believer in in eating healthily most of the time, but still giving myself that luxury of you know enjoying. I'll, I'll say an in inverted commas because I really hate that word, but treat. You know, mm. still allowing myself to enjoy. You know, be it ice cream or or pizza or you know maybe even a drink. So I've sort of always got that flexibility in mind. But um, yeah, I think in you know talk about that postpartum. Mm. period I mean everything for me went to water I mean my whole life changed I you know I don't know if this is a blokey thing or maybe it's just me but uh, Ruby was uh, five weeks early Um, Mm -hmm. I was actually at work and and my wife called me and said I think my waters have just broken and uh, so surprise yeah surprise and and like I just hadn't Got around to this idea that you know there was going to be a baby and and what that would look like from every perspective and um, I remember bringing Ruby home and the first night she was home it was it was you know it was a disaster she was up every couple of hours and um, so for me everything changed my whole world changed I mean I, I liken it to Donald Trump becoming president and and one of the first things he said was he didn't realize how hard it was going to be to become president and Mm. I was like of course you know everyone would be able to tell you it was going to be such a a tough job but I honestly like I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to be a parent Mm. Um, and particularly in those early stages so yeah for me I guess you know living breathing nutrition everything went out the window when it came to my nutrition Mm. Um, I do most of the cooking at home, and that's something that I love. And I've taken ownership of that, but yeah. I couldn't even get my head around following a recipe, even my own recipe. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we resorted to, and this is not a plug to any of any brands, but we we subscribed to HelloFresh for a few weeks. And mm-hmm. um, I think I just needed someone to take that guesswork out of it for me. Mm. Um, you know, the principles were still sort of there, I still tried to follow things as best as I could but when it came to to dinners I was just all at sea
0: Mm. and so you're someone who actually really enjoys being in the kitchen naturally anyways and that was a real challenge for you
1: it happens to the best of us I mean Mm. I'm sure everyone's got their own story but yeah I couldn't well, one of the things I used to love doing is going to the supermarket and, and COVID's completely changed that. And, and once again, when Ruby was born, I couldn't even fathom this idea of going to the supermarket, following a shopping list, buying all the things that we needed for the mm. week. Um, you know, in, the, in that aftermath, I used to say that the connection between my brain and my mouth was impaired, so I couldn't even <laughs> talk. But I think there was some other, like, some other issues going on there where I just couldn't sort of function. yeah. Um, I think it was just the sleep deprivation and just that massive change.
0: I feel the same when it comes to cooking as well as just, um, I love it, but actually with sleep deprivation and especially in that postpartum stage, you really don't get much sleep. It just makes the basic things really hard.
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. I completely concur with that. And um, I guess it's a while now. I guess I'm going to have to go through it again, middle mm. of the year, but uh, I'm dreading. I mean, obviously really excited about yeah. you know, maybe some of the issues that we face with Ruby, given she was five weeks prem, is that maybe those things won't be as full
0: on. Yeah, of course. Those are some quite unique challenges. Do you think for dads, do you think there are any other unique challenges that? You face or the dad's face when baby arrives?
1: I've thought a bit about this and, and I hope it doesn't come in a, across in, in a sexist way. But I think just trying to manage the juggle,
2: mm-hmm. I think about
1: my family dynamic. And, um, you know, Joe was on that leave for six months and, and work for her could sort of be put to the side. Joe's a, a kindergarten teacher. But I think for me, trying to be as hands-on as I could. I always wanted to take that approach. I didn't Mm. want to be like dads in yesteryear who'd sort of, you know, leave the home and and not change nappies and and do all that. I mean, Jo often talks about her dad and she had a great relationship with her dad, but Mm. her dad wasn't really hands-on during the baby stage. So I really, I did want to be hands-on and I did want to help around the house and I did want to continue cooking because it's Mm. something that I love doing. It's my happy kitchen's my happy place. But I think I just, struggled with the juggle and then and then overlaying that that you know that need to continue my work and I, I guess the nature of my work as well that it's it's not regular it's not nine to five I um mm. you know being a freelancer as such you know things can change I could you know I can I can land a job I can lose a job um yeah. I might go periods where you know, work might be a little bit scarce or I might go through periods where it's, you know, it's it's really full on and, it, and it's hard just to manage all that. I mean, I find it hard to manage that at the best of times, <laughs> throw, throw in the mix uh, a newborn. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's just that immense juggle, particularly that, you know, what I faced as well. And I know that I've spoken to other close mates who, you know, and particularly COVID's throwing that spanner in the works and, and I guess... Um, you know, more of us are working from home now and, mm. and just those those challenges. Um, yeah, I often, I, I, I love being a dad. I, I love spending quality time with Ruby, but I think a little part of me is almost, you know, almost like romanticises how life used to be. <laughs> and uh, it's not
0: until you're a parent that you realise, oh, what did I do with all of that time?
1: <laughs> I know, and just, you know, the... we've just spent a few days away um we we had a couple of short getaways over summer and you know we beat to we danced to the beat of Ruby's drum um Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know around her sleep times and around her meal times and Mm -hmm. um you know it's funny because I used to call Ruby the terrorist uh (laughs) when she was when she was born I'm probably painting an awful picture I love my child please um I hope your listeners get that sense but um (laughs) called her the terrorist because there was no negotiating mm. and you can't negotiate with terrorists so yeah, gotcha. it was always you know her way of the highway mm-hmm. and it's um, you know uh, you know obviously being a mum to a toddler is yes that, that's just the way it is and mm-hmm. and uh, you know I used to love going out for late dinners and uh you know waking up late and going for lunch at three o'clock in the afternoon and you know having a, a cheese board and a glass of wine yeah uh just with joe and and now we kind of can't do those things
0: Mm. what I'm really curious is to talk about nutrition and how nutrition plays into this because you were talking actually getting in the kitchen was not as easy for you as it used to be how did you manage that and does it even play a role for dads
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we take a step back at the moment and just look at purely nutrition for mental health, it's been a, a new area of research for scientists and, and nutrition professionals. Probably in the last five or so years, it's sort of it's been, been bubbling really exciting
2: there
1: under the surface. Absolutely, and you know we know that mental illnesses are a great burden of disability. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's sort of also come to the fore in terms of recent discussions around the shadow pandemic and um, the huge toll that mental health can play. So when we look at nutrition, you know, we know nutrition is great for so many different aspects of our life to help us thrive and flourish. And we know that, you know, good nutrition can help reduce our risk factors for chronic disease and help from a performance perspective. But now we're actually finding out that those same types of principles healthy eating and, and following a, a diverse diet can actually play a critical role in our gut health, but it can also influence some of those um, neurobiological pathways as well. Mm. So I think we're really at the tip of the iceberg in terms of the uh, this area of nutritional psychiatry, but it's it's really, really exciting.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we, we did a previous podcast on food and post postpartum depression, and I really just love – How actually you're right, over the last five years, we've seen a boom in the research confirming what we've suspected for a while, seeing that there's a link, but can we actually make an impact uh, in people who already have maybe depressive symptoms? Can food play a role even then, or is it just this, this link? And we're seeing a stronger and stronger link between the two. For men in particular, are there any specific factors that they need to be aware of for mental health?
1: Yeah, it's such a great question. I mean, I think there are so many layers to this and and, and I'm going to try my best to answer it. But, you know, when I talked about the juggle before, I I Mm. mean, I I see it in my own friendship circle and, and, you know, um, I'm getting older here, but I'm I'm now in, in, I'll say, the early stages of my late 30s. How about that? I'm 37 (laughs) for, for all the listeners at home. But I think... You know, I was seeing it amongst friends who maybe had started having kids earlier, that nutrition just sort of got left by the wayside. You know, work mm. was made a priority, home was made a priority, exercise was less of a priority, and mm. um, you know, their health um, really did suffer. So I didn't, I didn't want to be like that. Um, but I think knowing what we know now about the wonderful benefits of you know, sleep on our mental health and overall physiological health and well-being, mm. the benefit of things like meditation, mindfulness, exercise, and as well nutrition. I think we've really got to prioritize those things. And, and you don't need to, I guess, you know, live it and breathe it like a like a dietitian does. It, you know? <laughs> um, but you know taking the time to focus on, you know, making sure you're getting your fruits and your veggies in and making better food choices but also make having that what I call me time
0: mm. um,
1: I think for me it's always been a non-negotiable well
0: the way you framed it was really good that nutrition is one part of the picture actually even when we're having all these discussions and of course we're going to be the advocates for bringing nutrition into this space and thinking about um, that's one of the pieces of the puzzle
1: absolutely that's one of my favorite sayings it's, it's one piece to the puzzle and um, yeah, I think we, you know, use a food cliche. You can't put all your eggs into one basket. <laughs> um, yes, nutrition's important, but it's not the be-all and end-all. You can't always prioritise everything. I get that. Mm. So sometimes, you know, something something goes by the wayside. Something replaces it. Um, it, and it's that constant state of flux. You know, you sometimes see like these influencers on social media who just have ample time to, to, you know, make all these incredible dishes and, yeah. you know, spend hours in the gym and, and they can, you know, curate this wonderful life. But, like, the reality is for 99% of us is that we've got to juggle work and family and home and, and all the other aspects of mm. life and then on top of that we've got to make sure that we eat well and exercise, like,
0: mm.
1: there are only 24 hours in the day. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's that trade-off.
0: Yeah, and there's... Actually, it's about knowing what to prioritize or how to make things easier for yourself at certain times.
1: Yeah, you're, uh, you're so right. I love it. Uh, there, there's no need to even elaborate, but yes, um, I mean, my one of my philosophies is work smarter, not harder, and mm. that's why. And I, I, realized there was a breakdown on some level that that I needed to tap into some of those resources available. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think that's one of my takeaway messages, perhaps, from this. Mm. Just make your life as easy as it can be, because. Being a new parent, uh, or being a parent in general, I think is so, so hard.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Talented. Best job in the world. But uh, yeah, it's um, pretty full on, hey?
0: Let's get a little bit specific now. Are there specific foods that you would recommend to support new um, dad and their mental health?
1: Yeah, look, I think if we, if we go back to the research, the research actually suggests that we need a diverse range of foods. And you know, we're talking about these plant foods. So, I mean, you're across it, obviously, things like whole grains, fruits, veggies, nuts and seeds, legumes. So one of the things that I like to promote is, is diversity in the diet. So, mm-hmm. you know, dietitians' favourite saying is eat the rainbow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that holds true because if we look at some of the research um, here in Australia, we typically eat the same 18 to 20 different foods over the week. You know we have you know that that's traditional sort of you know meat-free veg style, and, and mm-hmm. the veg don't necessarily change. The meat might change, and you know you generally have potato, or maybe swap swap it out for sweet potato every now and then. But if we look, you know, to to other countries, what they do is they have incredibly diverse diet. In particular, um, people living in Mediterranean countries, but also Japan. And I often say we need to eat more like the Japanese. So Japanese have up to seventy different different foods in their diet over the Mm. week so i think that's that's really key so you know when it comes to anyone wanting to improve their mental health and get more get more color Mm. and get more variety i think that's key um you know and make life easier i mean if it's things like dried fruits or nuts that come in a packet or uh legumes that come from a can i think you know, like we said before, there are so many tools available to us. And, you know, it's funny because I used to say this to clients when when I was working in private practice, but it's so easy to eat poorly these days because we've got Mm. food at our fingertips. You've got, you know, 24-7 Maccas and and other fast food joints. But on the flip side to that, it's actually really easy to eat well because we've got legumes that come in a tin and we've got dried fruit, and we've got frozen veggies and all these things can't all these things can form part of a healthy diet. So, you know, I straight away put my hand up and say, you know, sometimes I'm really adventurous in the kitchen, but other times I'm pretty bloody boring. And (laughs) this afternoon for lunch I threw together a microwavable cup of rice with some frozen veg, uh, a tin of tuna, dressed it with some olive oil, soy sauce, and a sprinkling of uh, sesame seeds. and, And you know what? It ticked the box. Yeah. It wasn't um, Instagram-worthy. You will not see that on my on my feed. <laughs> but um, nutritionally, it was pretty well balanced. And, and it was tasty.
0: Yeah, and really realistic and easy. And I think we don't have to assume that just because it's easier means it's any less nutritious. Those canned, frozen foods are a great option. All those pre-packaged, you know, like you're saying, we have food at our fingertips Both in both senses, foods. That it actually can be easy to eat quite poorly, but you're right. Actually, we have pre-chopped sal- like salad bags, things that can go into the microwave. Like, and I think it's about using those things. And um, it sounds like being intentional with getting different types of foods into your diet.
1: Yeah, being a little bit more adventurous as well. I think sometimes you know, I often hear people are in food ruts.
0: Mm. so
1: you know try something new try a new food or maybe you know go back to a food that you haven't had for a while and you know, just mix it up
0: how would you recommend someone actually do that if if someone's listening right now or their or their husbands are listening and they're feeling like they're in a food rut they're just stuck what would you recommend them to actually do to get out of that
1: Oh, that's so hard to unpack because I kind of feel like you'd have to work with someone on an individual level to be able to find those solutions. But, you know, set the bar really low and take baby steps. Hey, that's, you know, that's a, that's a good call, you know, for a, um, a new parents' podcast. But, yeah, definitely um, see what you can weave in. I mean, even if it's something like a sandwich at lunch, get an extra extra veggie in there yeah. um, at dinner time, instead of making it meat and three veg, make it meat and four veg, mm. um, you know, trying to sneak in an extra piece of fruit. You don't necessarily have to always make the best food choices, it's sometimes about making better Food choices, yeah. so it doesn't we don't necessarily need to be aiming for perfection. We need to be just aiming for better,
2: mm. um,
1: and you know, make it a habit. And and when things, you know, you start doing it over and over, it'll, it'll become part of your your routine, your ritual.
0: Yeah, and and I love that. That um, actually, you're right. It's going to be different for everybody because we all have different reasons why we're stuck in a food rut. But even if it's one of those simple tips, you know, sometimes I'll say like. If I feel, like if it's just one of those days, um, actually getting one veggie on the plate or one extra than what you would have already had is just a really simple thing you can do to diversify what you're eating.
1: Absolutely.
0: I really want to support actually mums um, and dads working together really well. How can women support their partners in eating well?
1: I don't know if I've got the, the best answer for you. and I kind of think that, um, at the end of the day it's got to be a partnership it's got to be two ways and you know and maybe it's the discussion tapping into that discussion we had before about you know what's a priority um, I think the way our, our household works I mean just naturally I gravitate towards the kitchen because mm-hmm. I it's my it's my happy space and, and you know sometimes I, I get to call the kitchen my office for the day as well when I <laughs> when I do recipe testing so um, it's just naturally the way things work out it, it, at our house, so sort of playing to your strengths, knowing what you're good at, delegating different tasks. But, um, you know, maybe if you're both struggling or one of you struggling, you know, maybe, you know, having open lines of communication mm. always, always helps. Um, but, you know, having those discussions around, you know, what you can be doing and, and why you want to be doing it. Um, I think it goes back to this idea when I first met my wife I said to her, and this might be once again a little bit obscure, but I said to her, oh, "I have to go to gym today." And she turned around to me. She said, "No, Joel, you you don't have to go to gym. You want to go to gym." And
2: mm. and I
1: thought about it, and I was like, oh, "Always a hero in hindsight." But I, I, for me, that was always part of my non-negotiable. Like I brush my teeth twice a day, and like I shower regularly. For me, gym was always part of that. Mm. So it was, um, you know, recognizing that, and and maybe going okay well to eat well i need to work at it and maybe that's part of my non-negotiable so Mm. you know
2: um
1: and tapping into some of the strategies that we've talked about if it's regular shopping or food delivery or meal meal service you know finding out what's the right fit for you and Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes everything changes everything's flipped on its head but uh, you know maybe recalibrating from time to time and seeing what seeing how you can shape it differently perhaps
0: And I definitely agree that actually it needs to be a communication and also I think setting the bar really low. Sometimes we have these really high standards of just even going, okay, well, what's one next step that we could do together or, but also making it a realistic um, conversation that it's not changing it drastically. So that really wraps us up for today. Is there anything else you want to add or share?
1: It's been nice to share, I guess, a male perspective mm. um, and maybe, uh, you know, your listeners have got a few tips and tricks up their, um, up their sleeves and, I guess, how to manage, you know, um, their partner's health and well-being as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And can you let us know where can we find you?
1: You can jump on my site, nutritionguide.com.au, or follow me on Instagram. I'm the nutrition guy there. So, um, yeah i'd love to connect with you i share healthy recipes
0: yes please go follow joel and uh, we'll leave the links to those in the show notes as well so people can find you very easily If you want to know where to start with postpartum nutrition, you can download our New Moms Nutrition Checklist at larnahearth.com. Now, this podcast is general in nature. It doesn't replace individual medical advice. Also, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition and enjoy the experience of motherhood.